This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful to be with you today. Today's another day, isn't it? And uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happened this last weekend. I had a decision to make, and the show today is about prioritizing. You know, how do we choose? How do we prioritize what comes our way in business or at home or with your children? You know, just whatever life is bringing you. I find that some people have an easier way of prioritizing than others. How are you in that department? I'll tell you, I like to do it all. Um, They gave me a name and it's an acronym and I can't remember what it is, but I don't want to be left out of anything. I want to do everything. That's my personality. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'm I'm kind of proud of it, you know, because I like to maximize and get the most out of every minute. So with that being said, I had an opportunity to where this last weekend I had National Pest Management, which is Oahu, Hawaii, for a week to go and be with other pest and termite companies and suppliers that, you know, new and innovative things that are coming up and very important to be there. I've been in the business 43 years, so I've been to a few of these, like yearly. So that was one of the things going on. And, you know, who wouldn't want to go to Hawaii and check out all those things? And then I had Paradise, which is a dance competition because I dance and I dance in multiple different dance styles, you know, uh, country two-step and cha-cha and waltz and nightclub and West Coast Swing. And this event, it was just not a one type of dance event. It was where I could do multiple of dances all in the same place. And that was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then the last option I had was a Christian leadership event that teaches biblical principles and you're with other like-minded people that are learning more about what the Bible says and how to do better at what you're doing. And the relationships are very strong, really. To have speakers up there, it's like you have a different speaker every hour on the hour from, uh, I think it starts at nine and ends around one. So from nine to one, you have multiple speakers that get up there from all walks, you know, a pastor, a business person. And it's not very often you can have all of that in one place in one day or three days. And so guess what I decided? I decided I was going to go there. Did I want to be at the other one? Of course I did. Did I want to be at my dance event? Yes. In fact, I tried to try to fit both of those in, the leadership event and then if the dance competitions weren't as early as they were on Saturday, I was going to be able to make that too, which would have been amazing, but that isn't what happened. And I just felt God was calling me to really be where I was, to be present in the present and to really be focused on what God had for me. Some of you can understand what I'm talking about right now and others are going, what is she talking about? But I am a believer and I believe that God has a plan for each and every one of us. And I just want to make sure that I learn all I can learn and then I walk where he wants me to walk. I listen to his voice so that I can make an impact on other people that I come in contact with. That's kind of something that I want to do. I'm an encourager and an inspirer. I don't know what your gifts are. Uh, Maybe you don't know what your gifts are. I don't know. But I want to make sure that I am the best I can be for what God created me to do. And um, I don't know where, like I said, I don't know where you are at, but I can tell you that God knows where you're at. So how do we prioritize what really matters in in your life? How How do you do that? And I have people that are close to me 
really close to me that have a really difficult time in this. Everything has equal value, and it's just hard to juggle so many things. And so I'm going to go through some steps with you, okay? And step one is to zoom out and look ahead. Cast your vision for the future, no matter your role or your level. Defining your vision for the future can help ensure that every action you're taking is in some way moving you closer to your goals. So if I took a step back right now, I would say, first of all, you need to know what your goals are, right? You have to know what your goals are. What do you want? What do you want out of life? You know, where do you see yourself? One year, two year, five years down the road, what do you want? And then from there, you want to stay focused on that goal, whatever that goal is. Now, at this conference, I learned so many things, and I can't even put words on some of the things that I learned. I know that with time, they're going to reveal themselves in a deeper level. But one thing I learned is that our vision is stronger than what we hear. So if you're watching TV and you're hearing something, like if you close your eyes and you're only hearing the message, and then you open your eyes and you hear the same thing again, but you see the message, they proved by letting us do this test, this experiment on the TV that it sounds like they're saying this, but when you see their mouths move, you're thinking they're saying this, which is really interesting. And I don't know how to explain that any better than that. But what it showed was, is that what we see has more impact than what we hear. Now, I talk a lot on the Sue Free Show about guarding our ears and guarding our mouths and making sure that what we eat, what we hear, what we see is going to be positive. It's going to build us up not tear us down. It's not going to cause us to make choices that are going to take us down the wrong path. We want to stay focused on the goal. So ask yourself, what is your goal? And then I would ask you, if you're a believer, what would you think God's goal for you would be? Very important. If you've not thought about this before and you're not sure where to start, I recommend making a list of 100 things you'd like to experience in your lifetime. Or writing a letter to yourself from the future, telling yourself about all the amazing things you've done and what you did to achieve them. This is dreaming. It's believing. It's casting this thing before it happens. It's called faith. This is where you start. I've done this before, and I haven't done it in a long time. So I'm going to do this right with you. If you want to take this challenge with me and you want to you know, just do this with me, Contact me and let me know how it's going for you and how would you do that. You would go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. My son always laughs at me when I say that. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Step two, once you have a vision for the future, you're ready to define your core values. We all have them. And sometimes we don't even know what those are. So putting words on those values helps. We did this at our company at Ecola. We had to come up with our seven core values, and it has helped us so much stay focused, stay in alignment, alignment, great word, alignment. You know, when we have somebody that is not following where we want to go, we say, well, which one is he lacking or she lacking? Is it, you know, integrity? Is it dependability? Is it respect for one another? Those are three of our core values. So once you have your core values, it's like the non-negotiables, right? If you're dating somebody and with your children, we need to have core values for our children. So parent, ministry, business owner, friend, we all can do this. No matter where you are in your life journey, this goes for you. 
Often when people think about discovering their priorities, they're unknowingly referring to their core values. Core values can consist of five to seven things that represent what's most important to you and inspire by your vision of the future or help you get there. For example, my core values are authenticity, courage, intention, curiosity, and legacy. Then integrate those values into your life by making a list of activities for each of your values. List for your core values can include things like exercise, make sure to rest, recharge, and also your morning routine, your end of day routine, and planning for the following day. There's Bible verses. I always, on my show, the Sue Free Show, I always want to include Bible verses to back up what I'm saying. I don't want anybody to say that I am not um, following um, Christ and that I'm not following Scripture, because I do, because that's where I find my my wisdom and discernment is in, in the Word. So Matthew 6, 31, 34, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first... Whenever there's a but, pay attention. In the Bible, when it says but, pay attention. So here's your pay attention. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Somebody needed that word. Worry doesn't help. You know, as a mother, I can tell you that I've done my share of worrying. I can tell you that firsthand for sure. And the thing is, is it doesn't change a thing. It doesn't help anything. All it does is give you an ulcer and help you not sleep. So stop worrying. It's not going to change a thing. It's not going to help a thing except for harm you. There's been so many times in my lifetime where my son, uh, he wouldn't be home by curfew. He wouldn't call me when he was supposed to. And I would have this image in my head of just the worst case scenario. Parents, you know what I'm talking about, right? So when he does finally appear, I can tell you, I just didn't know where to hug him. I, I didn't know whether to hug him or give him a spanking or, get, you know, discipline him in some manner, depending on the age he was at. Matthew six twenty four twenty five. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Again, same thing. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Romans 13, 11, 12. And do this. Now he's telling you what to do. Knowing the time that now is a t- high time to awake out of sleep. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Psalm ninety twelve. So teach us the number to number our days. You realize we only have so many days. We don't know how many days those are on the most part. We don't know how many breaths we have left. We don't know how many days, how many years, how many, how many minis. So I say, let's make the most of every moment. And what better way to make the most of every moment than to have a significant impact on those that we are um, around? Hebrews 2, 1, 3. Therefore, we must give the most earnest heed to the things we have heard 
lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? This I don't know why this did this, but I just thought about a conversation I had around the dinner table this weekend. It was an elderly man, um, just a, a really joyful black gentleman, and he was sitting next to me, and I, I don't know why, but he was just I was drawn to him, and I wanted to talk to him. And so I asked him, you know, I know you're retired, but what did you do when you were working? And he says, oh, I was a, um, a detective. He was a military detective. And I went, wow, that sounds exciting and dangerous. And he goes, yes, ma'am, it was, it was. And then he said that his wife had just died a month ago, and he still came to this event. And he said, we were married, I think it was 65 years. He was like 85 years old, I think. And we were married 65 years. And our dream, dream vacation was to go to Paris and Rome. And right before, a week before my wife died, we went on this most amazing trip. And I'm so thankful. And he had tears in his eyes, and I was tearing up right with him. I was so thankful that we went on this trip. We could have put it off. We could have said, no, we can't go. We couldn't. But we said, no, we're going. We're, we waited our whole life to go. And both of them had good enough health to experience and to enjoy each other and enjoy where they dreamed of going for so long. And they went on this journey of experiencing this. And he just said, with tears in his eyes, I am so thankful that we went and we experienced this trip together. And then a week later, out of nowhere, she, she wasn't ill. There was no nothing saying that she wasn't going to be there. And all of a sudden, poof, she was gone. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what a message there is there. Did anybody catch it? <laughs> what a message there is there. And I'll just, I'll never forget this man and just... He told me what kind of, um, you know, gun he used and what kind of bullets. And we, we just went all around talking about all kinds of things. Anyway, I just thought he was so special. And I just felt it was, it was an appointment from God for him to sit at my dinner where I was sitting next to me. And uh, it was a delightful conversation. Anyway, um, Matthew sixteen twenty four. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I am watching The Chosen right now. If you have not watched this, I believe, I just, I'm in episode or um, whatever it is. Yeah, episode seven. And it is amazing because you read, and I've been to Israel, and I experienced Israel, and the smell, and the walking where Jesus walked, and the olive trees, and the uh, you know the um, the River of Jordan, and the Sea of Galilee. I I experienced all these things, and it was life changing. And now I'm watching this movie that put that puts a person. You can you you just have an experience here that you just can't have any other way, and it's visual. You know, I saw and I read the words on a page. Then I went and visually I was in Israel and I saw the places where, you know, you, you hear in the stories. And now I'm watching this this movie and it's very, very, very well done. Very well done. I'm, I'm just amazed and I'm so caught up in it. 
Um, I recommend it highly. Anyway, I'm not digressing. I think it's all part of this message. So uh, Luke 10, 40, 42, but Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Remember I started this whole conversation about being too busy with the busyness of life? Can I just say that I'm talking to me, that the Lord's speaking to me right now, that we can be just way too busy instead of being present in the present? And I've said this before. It has a whole new meaning to me right now in this moment. My mother-in-law passed not too long ago, and she's just one of the most special people in my life. And now she's gone. And I'm so thankful for the time that I had with her and for the memories and and just who she was and how she imparted her love of Christ and love for people. And I just have to say that everything has more meaning because I'm softened and, you know, sad in a way. But also just I, I have this new expectation for experience and experiencing the Lord on a different and a deeper level. Some of you, again, don't know, have not experienced any of this, and um, some of you have, or some of you are right where I am. No matter where you are, he's there with you, but he won't come down and snatch you up. You have to ask him in your heart. He gave us freedom of choice for a reason. Luke twelve thirty one. but seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. I don't know where you are in your life, but he knows exactly where you are. He knows every hair on your head. He knows every word before it's spoken. He knows you. He created you. And there might be a part of you that's saying, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I'm praying that someone comes in your life, and if it's not this show, if it's not Sue Freeze, if it's, you know, that someone comes into your life that speaks truth into your life, shows the light of Christ in your life that will give you a new hope, a new future. Romans 12, 2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, our mind, our belief system can cause us to make wrong choices or right choices. It's up to us Is there something in your belief system that causes you to not have the the results that you want? See, in a business world, it's all about ROI, the return on investment, the ROI. But in life, in our personal life, don't we want the ROI too? Do we want results? Are we getting what we want? Do we know what we want? Are we prioritizing those things? Because we, you know, we will go to the picture that is the most um, relevant, the most uh, in front of us. The, that picture will go towards that, whether it's negative or it's positive. We're going to go towards the most, um, it's not necessarily the biggest, but the most, I don't know, most impactful picture that we have, the vision that we have in our minds. We work towards that. No matter what else is going on, we're going to go towards that vision. 
check that vision and make sure it's really what you want. That goal, that vision that you have, check it. Check it and make sure it's what you want. I know God wants you, so it's up to you to choose him. 2 Corinthians 6.1-2, We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Ephesians 5.16, Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Do you look around and you see evil? Do you look around and say, what the heck is going on with our world today and, and tomorrow and yesterday? I mean, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. But you know what? The Lord is here and he sees it. And everything works together for his glory. If that gives you any hope, then hope shall be. <laughs> He's here and he sees you. He hears you. And he wants you to follow him. He wants you to be with him. He wants you to hear his, you know, in the Bible it has red, red words. And the red words is when Jesus spoke. And they have power. And we have that same power. If we read those words, he's saying that we, we have that inside of us. The Holy Spirit is in us. It's amazing to think that. Here, you know, Halloween is here. And Halloween, I don't really enjoy Halloween. It's... It's to me, it's, there's a lot of evil that goes on in Halloween. I know it's harvest and that's an important thing because, you know, you need seed and then you, you, you know, you have a harvest. So that's a positive thing. And I'm, my vision is about the harvest and the pumpkins and the pomegranates and, you know, all of those beautiful, wonderful things and the colors and the autumn leaves and, you know, all of those beautiful things. And it's like the turn of the seasons. That's great. But all this evil stuff, the evil costumes, the devil costumes and the ghost costumes and just the scary, scary, scary stuff. Our poor kids, like they haven't had enough, you know, they haven't, they haven't had enough, you know, this mask thing, you know, we've had enough of the mask thing. I don't know. I'm just kind of giving you a little bit of my peace of mind here. And it is, I've got little grandkids, you know, and we'll dress them up in puppy dogs and the scarecrow maybe and Toto and Dorothy and those types of things, you know, um, I can, I can get in with that. That's great. We, we did actually do that and went to the pumpkin patch and had family pictures and it was a wonderful time, but there were no, you know, the evil things are just left out. I just don't want anything to do with it. And I want to protect my grandkids as much as I can. And I'm thinking that, you know, that's a good thing for us all to be doing is protecting our children from the evil that lurks. You know, he comes to steal and kill and destroy and He's, I don't want him anywhere near anybody that I'm loving. I don't want him by anybody, but I definitely don't want him. You know, I'm, I'm here to protect my, my family, and you're there to protect yours. So I hope you're doing a good job there. And if not, you know, maybe now's the time. Halloween, you know. Um, my mom used to celebrate Halloween because her birthday was the next day. And so we celebrated Halloween, but it was a joyous time because my mom was, well, she later on in years, she didn't think it was so joyous, but... You know, I was thankful for every year I had her, and she died way too young. Um, but she's in heaven looking down, and I'm thankful for that. And hi, Mom, I love you, and someday I'll see you again. Yes. So uh, be a blessing to someone each and every day, and we'll be back with after, uh, right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard, or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. 
there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS. Termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. Part one was all about priorities, you know, figuring out our priorities. And I'm going to continue on with that and bring in Halloween's here, you know, we get that, and thankfulness, uh, because Thanksgiving's the next holiday that's worth talking about. It says to be thankful in all things. So I'm going to read from Jesus Calling, Sarah Young. Thankfulness opens the door to my presence. This is Jesus talking to you, okay? Though I am always with you, I have gone to great measures to preserve your freedom of choice. Freedom of choice. I have placed a door between you and me, and I have empowered you to open or close that door. There are many ways to open it, but a grateful attitude is one of the most effective. Thankfulness is built on a, a substructure of trust. When thankful words stick in your throat, you need to check up on your foundation of trust. When thankfulness flows freely from your heart and lips, let your gratitude draw you closer to me. I want you to learn the art of giving thanks in all circumstances, good and bad. See how many times you can thank me daily. This will awaken your awareness to a multitude of blessings. It will also cushion the impact of trials when they come against you. Practice my presence by practicing the discipline of thankfulness. That's a good word right there, isn't it? And here's a couple scriptures. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Psalm 104. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. That is so, so good. In part one, I was talking about prioritizing, and I was giving scriptures on prioritizing, and I want to continue on with that, because so many times we have a difficult time just prioritizing what we should be doing next. 
And what came out of part one was just to have core values and to have goals and to have the vision of the goals. And the stronger the vision, the more you will lean and direct your path in that direction. I mean, I used to hear people like in Amway, they would say, whatever it is, if you want to go on a huge vacation, you get a postcard with a picture of of where you want to go. If you want to lose 20 pounds, 50 pounds, take a picture of what you want to look like, put it on the refrigerator and look at it every day. And that vision, that visual, if you want to buy a house, get a picture of the house that you want to buy and put it on your refrigerator or put it somewhere, you know, everywhere on your mirror in the morning and on your refrigerator, wherever you go every day so that you can impact your visual, your impact, your vision every day on what you want to make happen. And it, it is amazing how this works, but you've got to be clear. Even in your prayer life, you know, you have to be really precise on what you're praying for. You know, you can pray for something and you can miss out one thing and then everything comes except for you forgot to mention this one thing and that's there and it's a negative. It's something that, darn, I should have prayed differently on that one. So write yourself a list. In the first one, it talked about, you know, write a list of a 100 things that you're dreaming for, that you're desiring and put it on this list. And it's a great way. It's a great tool to write things down. Just know that it's really important to do that. Philippians 2.12, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind, set your mind, your vision, your goals on things above, not on things on the earth. Second Timothy 2, 4. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. These scriptures are so good, and they have different meaning. Have you found that? If you read your Bible at all, what's really amazing to me is that I will underline scriptures that are powerful, that are impacting me in the time that I'm in. And then I'll read this whole chapter again. It could be a month from now. It could be a year from now. But I'll reread that. And what's really amazing is I have a different takeaway now than I did the last time I read that scripture and underlined it. Now it has a a deeper meaning because I am not in the same place I was a month ago, a year ago. And wouldn't you want that for yourself? Do you want to be the same you were yesterday or do you want to be better? Are you striving for more? Are you striving for better? Because if you are, you're going to always have this constant ache or yearning to be learning. So I listen to Christian music and I get scriptures in my head through music. It's a great way to memorize reading the words on a page and writing on a page. is better than texting and better than typing. It's better to write. They have found that you take more in and you remember more if you do that. So if that's helpful for you, take it and run with it. There's nothing wrong with a pen and a paper. It's good medicine. And I was talking to a friend and he was talking about that they're not teaching cursive in school. Is that true? They're not teaching handwriting cursive anymore. I hadn't heard that until I was told this. And this was just on the drive home the other day. And wow. Now, my cursive isn't the best. It really isn't. And when I'm trying to get my thoughts on paper really fast, it's even worse. When I'm trying to do a birthday card, I know that's going to be around a little longer. So I try to take time in my cursive to make it pretty. I'm not digressing because I think that 
so much has changed in this world, hasn't it? But God's love is true, and his word is true today, yesterday, and tomorrow, and forever. And so his promises are true forever, too. It's hard to have confidence in things when things move and change so quickly. Change is going to happen. I wrote a book on change. It's uh, my second book. And I wrote a book about it because change happens. You know, it's, it's, it's not that it's not going to happen. And just because, you know, when you have a decision to make, do you realize that if you don't make a decision, you're making a decision? Do you realize that? It's like you're making a decision because you're not making a decision. You've already made the decision because either you're going to move and you're going to, you know, there's motion and you're going to do something or you're going to stay put. Either way, you've made a choice. Matthew twenty five twenty seven. so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents, for to everyone who has more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away, and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I don't know. People take different interpretations from this, but I can tell you this Bible principle that I use with my business is those that do well with little, they are given more. And it's so simple. It's a simple principle, but it's so powerful. And people know this in my organization, that if you if you start here and you end better, then there's more to be had. If you start here and you dwindle and you go backwards, then we have to regroup, don't we? We have to have a, a fierce conversation. We have to say, look, you know, what's happening here? We're, we're going to have to get better here. So just know that those that do well with little get more. This is a principle from God. And just like studying for school, I remember that when I studied, I did better on my test than when I didn't put any effort and time in. Um, you know, I didn't, you know, that sacrifice of putting the time in, I reap the reward of that. And those that don't, didn't. They got the reward of a very bad score. Now, there's some that are the, you know, that just, I don't know, for some reason, they don't have to study and they still get great grades, but there's other areas where they probably fall short. So, All I can say is that we learn from working hard. We learn from our trials and our tribulations. If everything was rosy every day, what would we learn? You know, it's our circumstances. It's 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 what we go through that makes us our gives us our strength. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word dot com. That's Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word dot com. We're talking about priorities. We're talking about the love of the Lord. We're talking about scriptures and how they impact us. Um, you know, the Bible is the rule book for my life, and it is there for you, too. Um, I don't know if you're involved or if you know about the Lord, if you know about his word. And the show goes to a lot of different places. And so all I can say is, is that this word is here for you, and he loves you, and he created you, and you have a purpose on this earth. And if you're not sure and you you're, you don't have that direction clear in your mind, um, just ask him. Ask him to be in your heart. Ask him to show you, and he will. Colossians 3, 5, Therefore put to death your members which, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is adultery. So what he's saying is if there's things that are causing you to go down a wrong path, probably should get rid of those. 
Put him to death. You know, get rid of him. Just uh, repent. You know, turn the other way. Repent is turn the other way. It's not say I'm sorry and then continue doing it. It's repentance is turning the other way. Um, Hebrews 6.10, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and to minister. And do minister. Sorry. Okay, that was, there's a lot of scriptures here. The Bible sets priorities that lead to eternal life. The word of God tells us that it is vital to put our priorities in the right order and then carefully cultivate each one with a zeal and enthusiasm. Matthew 25, 14, 15, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one, he gave five talents to another two and to another one to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. So that's the beginning story that talks about the talents and those that, you know, you know, doubled it or tripled it versus um, having it not grow at all. You know, he he wants you to be a good steward with your finances. This wasn't in my notes, but it's something that I feel the Lord's leading me for to you for because we don't we don't really get taught about finances in school. And it's not till we're on our own and we've got a really strict budget that we're trying to figure out how to make this dollar end up, you know, making it a hundred dollars. And it's a very difficult thing and as time goes on it's getting more and more and more difficult, isn't it? So, you know, um, delayed gratification is one thing that I've taught my children that delayed gratification is not a bad thing. It's like, how bad do you really want this? You know, if you've got this and this choice, you know, uh, if you've got to put food on the table and you want to go to the movies, which one's more important? Obviously, you need to eat. And, and you know, if you, if you want to have coffee and Starbucks charges, what are they charging nowadays? I don't even know because I don't like their coffee. But, um, you know, Starbucks coffee, let's say it's six, $6 maybe, I'm guessing, around $6 a cup. Okay, if you made it at home, it might be a dollar. You know, what's a better choice, right? You have to go buy it. You might have to spend more in the front end. But um, if you're going to go to Starbucks every day, how much time are you wasting going there when you could be doing something more productive? And you're not getting a very good cup of coffee, in my opinion, but that's just me. Anyway, so just, you know, our choices every minute of every day, going out to eat every day versus bringing your lunch, uh, going and buying a full thing of this or that versus having it cut up in the deli section. You know, we're saving money by cutting in ourselves. Um, you know, refried beans, you know, they're in a can and they don't spoil. So, you you know, it's something that you can pick up and, and do. Tortillas, they last a long time. So maybe a burrito would be in, in order. And maybe we could do that a couple days and then save up some money. And there's just ways of taking care of things and our finances, you know, knowing what to do. Credit cards, don't spend more than you can pay off every month. Don't go into credit card debt. It doesn't mean cut up your credit cards unless you have to, but how about just being aware of what you're spending, aware of what you can spend? Do you have a budget? Do you, you know, what are your expenses every month? What do you have that you, you, know, you know you have this much money uh, coming in and you know that you have this, many, this expense going out? What's left over? And then what are you doing with that? There's different stories, different ways of stewarding this money. You know, you know, you take a dollar of everything and put it here or you, you know, you, you, you percentage it out and say, okay, 1% has to go here. 5% needs to go here of the leftovers. You know, you got to take care of your bills, right? 
So priorities, priorities, making sure that you've got enough at the end of the day um, to get through the month and that you can pay your rent or pay your mortgage. Uh, and then what are what are some foreseen things coming up your way that you have to save money for? How about a 401k? How about, um, you know, what else is there? Savings account. How about putting some money aside for your children for college? You know, it, it could be a little amount every single pay period. Um, putting an extra hundred for your mortgage payment lessens your principal, lessens your, um, your, your amount of time that you're going to have this bill. So just these little things that we can do that, that really, really pay off. So consider three of the most important eternal priorities. Christian priority number one, God must come first. When God gave the Ten Commandments of Mount Sinai, he thundered these words, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. God does not want us to place anything before him. His desire is that we worship him and him alone. The Bible tells the story of two sisters, Mary and Martha, who were loyal friends of Jesus Christ. When Christ visited them, they wanted to serve him in the way each considered was most important. Let's pick up the story. Okay, and so we were talking about this earlier in the in part one, and um, Mary was wanting uh, Martha to do what Mary was doing, and I know Martha wanted Mary to do what Martha was doing, and Mary was chosen to to sit and take care of Jesus. And Martha was worried about the food and the table and, you know, cleaning and making sure everything was just beautiful. And I I resemble that remark. I, I do. I want everything to be in its place. I want it. But is that the most important? If you've got somebody there that you value, is it more important to do these things or is it more important to be present in the present? And I would say that without a shadow of a doubt, at my age and in my wisdom and discernment now, I can tell you that, you know, just stopping what you're doing, put your phone away, you know, don't, don't take calls. Don't, you know, just, just be present with wherever you are, whoever you're with. Last night I went out to dinner with my sister-in-law, who's my sister. Her name is Leanne and she just lost her mother, my mother-in-law, and she was the caretaker, the primary caretaker for mom um, for like five years and she was worn out she was so exhausted she's a flight attendant and she could only work like three to four just to keep things flowing for her because mom needed her home with her and she really didn't have much of a life other than taking care of mom and as much as that I mean it's a special most amazing time it's also very exhausting and I can't even imagine it I really can't um but, you know, she was just present with mom and she couldn't really do a whole lot of things because, you know, mom just wanted her to be there with her. And they lived in this house together and, um, you know, Leanne had to take care of her and and now mom's gone. But so I, w- I went out to dinner because her birthday was in September and we're almost in November and we finally got to get together and we exchanged gifts and we got to talk and I just listened to her talk about you know, how she's feeling and, and that she just doesn't know if she's ever going to get over this. And she will. She will. I'm believing with all my heart. She will get over this this feeling because, you know, there are so many stages. There's seven stages of loss. And that's another show. You can look at my shows on the Sufri, spelt like fries, com. 
There's all these different subject matters, and you can go there and find what you want or what you need and um, listen at your leisure, which is so beautiful and so wonderful that you can do that. There's so many different messages and life lessons on um, on that website. And when you go there, please, you know, check around. There's so much there. There's the free IMs. There's three pages of IMs because we get these messages. Either we're telling them to ourselves that are negative, saying we're stupid or that we're lazy or that, oh, my gosh, how can I do something so dumb? You know, we talk to ourselves like that instead of saying, you know, it's harder for any of us to say, I am so amazing. And, I, you know, but you can say, I'm a child of God. I'm forgiven. I'm victorious in Jesus' name. Those things you can say, and I say them every day because I need it. I need it. I need to be empowered every day because I need to know what he says about me because I am a child of God. I'm an ambassador to Christ. And I, 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 I take that so seriously. And there's three pages of these that you can read every day, and it can just um, transform. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind just by reading those IMs. So I, I, they're for you, for free, for taken and uh, using, and hopefully it'll encourage you and inspire you and help you grow in your faith and grow in your confidence level in yourself. And forgiveness is another one uh, for another day. So anyway, um, you can go there and you can listen and you can find what you're looking for and it can help you. Seven stages of loss. She goes, I didn't know there was seven stages of loss. And so I was going through the stages with her and she's like, oh, you know, the shock and disbelief is one and then there's anger and then it, it, it goes and goes and goes. And and I told her um, at, at the celebration of life of mom, it was the most beautiful ceremony I've ever seen in my life. What a testimony to her and her faith. Whew, gets me all emotional. <laughs> kind of lost my train of thought because I got into that moment. And I was like, whew. <sighs> she was a wonderful, wonderful woman who loved with Christ. You know, she was forgiving. She was loving. She didn't judge. She wrote cards until her hand was just shaking too much and she couldn't write anymore, and I so miss that. She would sing. She'd call everybody on their birthday and sing, Happy Birthday, and Jesus Loves You at the very end. Uh, and so I wish I would have recorded that because I would love to have that every year. Uh, you know, just these little things that she did that touched hearts so much that that ceremony was so many, amazing. But I told her, I said, Leanne, because I've lost both my mother and my father at a very young age. And I, I said, you know, it's like waves. And those of you that have lost uh, somebody close that you've loved, you you know that this is true, that, you know, it comes in waves, doesn't it? And then you'll be fine. You'll be totally fine. You'll be able to be, you know, just maintain and, and go through life. And then all of a sudden this flood comes over you, this emotional tears or sickness in your stomach or, you know, just this overwhelming just, Ah, oh, I totally get it. And, and she goes, does that go away? And I said, yes, with time. Time heals. Um, but you, 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 you exchange that pain because it's always hardest for those left behind, isn't it? But you exchange that pain and that loss with all the memories and all the blessings that you had doing what I'm suggesting you do now is being present in the present, remembering that you need to be where you're supposed to be. I was present. I never picked up my phone once. I had so many emails and so many texts when I finally got to my my place of rest. And I picked up that phone. I'm like, oh, do I really want to do this? And I started going through. And I'm like, man, 
It's amazing how much comes in in just a short time. But we were in that restaurant for an hour and a half eating. And then we sat in my car for another hour and a half just talking and listening and praying and exchanging birthday gifts because we we needed to do that. And it was a wonderful time. Anyway, totally present in the present, just totally focused on each other, listening to each other, um, you know, hopefully uh, impacting and sharing and giving hope and faith and realization that she did everything she could and she did the best she could. And I say that's parents too, right? We, we do the best we can with what we know and, and what energy we have because we get exhausted. My daughter has three little ones right now and I know she's exhausted. And to all you parents out there, God bless you. <laughs> and just understand the goals, you know, write your goals down, understand, you know, and put that vision in front of you of what you really, really, really want. I want to close with that. I want to close with just be present in the present and also go through this um, part one about writing your um, all your goals down so that you're clear on your vision so that you can not get tied away from it, okay? Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week, have a great day. Bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.